Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the man from the boy. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3. It is Monday. We've had another weekend of Premier League football. It's delivered plenty action, plenty goals and plenty drama. But before we get there, I've got to start off with a happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Sorry, my singing's terrible. Mo, congratulations on your 45th birthday. Uh, I hope you're having a great day. Doing better than Ronald Koeman is at the moment. <laughs> wow, what news. I mean, we almost expected it, um, didn't we? Uh, I think it's been a torrid time for him in his second season in charge of the Toffees. And it really was a horror show, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean... Eight points from nine matches and Everton's worst start uh, to a season since like 2005 or six. You know, the writing was on the wall. After that Arsenal game, you could see it was going to happen. And it's not a very good year, it looks like, for you know Dutch coaches and Dutch football. I mean, two, two Dutch managers sacked. Uh, Netherlands not qualifying for the World Cup. Not good at all, is it? Not at all. The Dutchmen are struggling at the moment, clearly, Mo, uh, in the Premier League. But something very interesting that I saw, and I was loving this, um, on uh, well, it's the Mirror Sports uh, back page. London 9, Merseyside 3, responding to Everton being thrashed 5-2 by Arsenal. And Spurs, too good for Liverpool, 4-1. But before we get to Liverpool and what exactly has happened, because... I have my own theories there. I, I, I'm starting to wonder about Jurgen Klopp and his credentials as a manager, considering the defensive woes he has. Let's hear from the man who's been sacked. He's now the third manager. It's Debour, Shakespeare, and now Kuman to get sacked. Ronald Kuman, and this was his uh, interview on Match of the Day with the BBC after the shock defeat to Arsenal. You've been... A- big clubs of course you know Valencia PSV Benfica and everything you've experienced pressure and you're experiencing again at the moment you're honest enough to to say that that this is a difficult time for you of course it's uh, it's a really tough time uh, the team is not performing well uh, the position on the table is not uh, the position that Everton should be on uh, I mean everybody knows that but uh, even after today I see a lot of uh, positives, uh, how difficult it is, because uh, it's, a, it's a negative situation for the team. And then oh, everything is negative, but I'm not like that. So there you can already hear, Mo, that he's despondent. He admits they were outplayed by the better, by a better team on the day. But for someone who spent £140 million, has the likes of a Wayne Rooney, a Sigurdsson, um, they got keen in defence... The, the departure of Romelu Lukaku was a big factor. He keeps denying that something else is wrong. And I mean, is it is it the players met Bayern or is it is it his approach? What do you make of it? I think he he just signed really poor players. You know, he paid over the top prices for them. There was so much more he could have bought. I mean, he didn't need to go for Wayne Rooney. United were going to buy Lukaku either way. It wasn't like it was part of the deal. 
you know, he could have went for someone like Giroud or, you know, more guys who are not getting playing time that would have, wouldn't have mind going to an Everton because, you know, they, they did well last season, seventh place. They were in the Europa League. I think he just, he just bought poorly. And losing Lukaku, he, he lost his main threat of getting goals. Yeah, he has. That's, you know, that was suicidal. So, in terms of the next man in charge of Toffees, I see that David Moyes, odds of becoming the next manager at Goodison, returning to the, the club that he saw, oversaw over 400 and whatever million matches or whatever it was. He was there a long time. And he did well, well. He did well at Everton. Yeah, he did, but I don't think he'd go back. Interestingly enough, Rio Ferdinand tweeted something to say, you know, Sean Dyke should go for it and uh, he'd do a good job. But I mean, when you're in the bottom three, there's only one man for the job. And that's Big Sam. <laughs> the fireman. Sam, <laughs> save your season, stay in the Premier League, and next season you can find someone, you know, more exotic and more, you know, adventurous. But we'll see. Eh? There's a lot of names being thrown around. The guy who was at Dortmund, his name's come about. I've heard uh, Carlo Ancelotti, but I doubt he'd uh, land up at Everton. He's too sort of high-class manager. Are they still? Maybe Rafa, maybe Rafa Benitez, you know. No, no, don't get me started. Don't get me started here. Because... I mean, his kids are still in Liverpool. But then the problem is they probably get mugged for life uh, if, he, if their dad went to Everton. So. Yeah, I think, I think that connection to Liverpool, uh, despite the fact that his, his family lives in Wirral, um, I still think that, that he'll probably stay at Newcastle until the end of the season. Um, but interesting enough, Moyes went from 20 to 1 to 4 to 1 now. That's the latest odds by the bookies. Um, I like the idea of Sean Dyche getting a chance with a bigger club. We know Burnley, I mean, all due respect, Burnley is a, it's a, it's a minuscule little blip on the radar, although they've been playing some good football and currently occupy eighth spot on the table. But Sean Dyche would do a fantastic job at Everton. I think yeah, the fact that he's ginger, firstly, gives him huge points on my side. But I think that he could really turn things around there. Give them a bit of fire, you know, really light that belly, if, if I put it that way. Because the Everton fans, after a seventh place finish last season, really deserve better than, than what they're currently getting. Yeah, absolutely. And with the amount of money that they've spent, they deserve to see... Uh, you know, quality performance is not, not the way Everton have played recently. Eh? Yeah, it's not looking good at all. Bournemouth below them and then Crystal Palace, who Newcastle United, uh, dare I say it, we're fortunate to beat. Although, you'll take three points, won't you, any day of the week, unlike another team we will touch on just now, Mo, that you happen to follow. Um, quickly on Liverpool, I mean, the fact that Spurs romped and I'm going to say romped past Liverpool. Liverpool fans are going to hate me, what I'm about to say. But I don't think Jurgen Klopp's the right man for the job. I think you need a Carlo Ancelotti. You need someone like a Rafa Benitez uh, to solidify that back four. You are ama- They have amazing players in attack. They're, they're, I mean, Coutinho, Salah, you name it. The guys are outstanding. But that back four are horrendous and I'm sorry surely by now Jurgen Klopp has worked out a way to fix that or is he hamstrung because he has shite players in the back four we've said it time and time again um, in that they have a good attack but defensively they're just terrible I mean 16 goals conceded after nine matches that's just that's that's not Liverpool uh, 
I mean, they should be doing better, and he should be recruiting better. I mean, where did he, where did he spend the money? It's it's a simple solution. He should have sold Coutinho when he had the chance, get that hundred million, hundred twenty million from Barcelona, and go and buy a whole new back four. I mean, but now I mean, he hooked uh, Lovren after thirty minutes against Spurs. Yeah, he's now literally sh- uh, shattered the guy's confidence. That guy's not going to be playing well this entire season. It'll take him a long time to get that confidence back. And I think maybe that's where Jurgen Klopp misses it. Uh, something like you know for, uh, Alex Ferguson or a better manager who could sort of manage players, especially when their confidence is low. Yeah, I mean. Jurgen Klopp goes on about, uh, you know, he's the best man for the job and no one else could handle what he has to handle and deal with. I mean, surely basic football uh, is that your your line of defence is solid and then you worry about the rest. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's, I, I, I agree with you, he's not um, the man to take them forward. They need to look at an alternative, uh, a, a sort of holistic manager, someone that can do the job all round, attack and defence, get that two to work together. And uh, over the last couple of seasons, he hasn't done that. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool, are they t- challenging for the title? No, they're sitting in ninth. They're conceding goals left, right and centre. I'm sorry, Liverpool fans. The truth of the matter is, Jurgen Klopp is not the man for the job, based on what we've seen. He's, yes, got them attacking, playing great football, but that doesn't help if you're leaking in goals. And, I mean, think about it. It's not like they're hitting back to win 4-3 or it's a 4-5 game. You know, it's 4-1 to Spurs, yes, at Wembley. Still, you've got to be better than that exactly. if you claim at to be Wembley, title contenders. Struggling. Yeah. Anyway, look. But then again, as my team, we couldn't even put one past that horrible Liverpool defence. So well, uh, that, I think, look, I think it's different. I mean, Mourinho has the titles. He has the, he's got the street cred that Jurgen Klopp wishes he had. And, and I, I'm not... I'm not having a go at Liverpool fans here. I'm merely saying that Jurgen Klopp has flattered to deceive in terms of what he's brought to Liverpool at this point. You know, um, it just shows the, the the difference in class between the Premier League and Bundesliga. Well, there we go. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Let's stop bashing Liverpool because we will lose we'll all those start, listeners. Well, let's let's start bashing United. Where was the bus? There was no bus. It. Uh, uh, well, let's <laughs> let's start with. Um, uh, I think it's harsh to blame Juan Mata for that the one goal. I think he got a terrible pass. Um, blame Victor Lindelof because it was his fault. Though, both goals. Well, Lindelof had a nightmare, and for thirty-five million uh, pounds, I'm going. That's not a Manchester United defender. That's nowhere near. The Look, likes he's, that we've he's, seen. He's still early in his career. It's going to take him a while to get used to it. But, but that was basic. The, mis- the mistakes he made were no. basic. It was a you know, schoolboy. When do you let it bounce? <laughs> Keep his <laughs> ball. I know. You get rid no, of it. I'm not, I'm not looking for excuses, but I mean, no. yeah, he was poor. But also, it's a team game, you know. It is. It is. It, I mean, that's the Premier League, though. Two mistakes, two goals, essentially, right? Yep. That's but, it. But Mourinho afterwards was um, very clever. He disarmed the guy reporting him, saying that the better team won and that he's not going to blame the players for the mistakes. They just weren't good enough on the day. Um, about passion. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think... Attitude or something. Yeah, he, he went on about that. But for me, the story is that there's Huddersfield, a team who weren't actually expected to be promoted from the championship last season, eventually came through through the playoffs 
David Wagner has done a fantastic job with the Yorkshire Club. Let's hear from him now, speaking to the BBC after what is a famous, famous win. I think the first time since the 50s or something like that. Yeah. Sorry to rub it in, Mo, on your birthday. Well, David, uh, Huddersfield have just beaten Manchester United and Jose Mourinho said that you were fully deserving of the win as well. Pretty good day at the office. Yeah, absolutely. I think the players have shown everything what you have to show if you play against Manchester United. The right spirit, the right attitude, the right togetherness. Uh, we said this before, I said this before to the players in the dressing room. I cannot expect a result, but I hope and I believe in a result. What I can expect is this attitude, togetherness, spirit, and they've shown it. We scored to the right, at the right moment. I think... Uh, we were near on our best and uh, of course even if we changed a little bit our game plan and uh, we gave United the ball and we wanted to break them on the transition I think um, it worked out so far today and even if we won I think everybody has seen this was a top top uh, Man United side which we've seen today Alright well a dream result unfortunately I don't think Huddersfield have the firepower to stay in the Premier League. And even though it was an ex-Manchester City lad in Moy, the Australian that scored, um, I don't see Huddersfield staying up. Yeah, they're up to tw oh, up to 11th, 12 points, but still a long way to go in the season, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it all it takes is a couple of bad games and you, you back down into that uh, dogfight. But uh, I, I can tell you definitely what's the problem with Man United. Eh? Mm -hmm. They're missing one guy, Pogba. You know, Without a doubt, that, that balance with the, you know from midfield to attack or even from defense and his link-up play with Lukaku was fantastic. And since he's been out, they've been they've been struggling a bit. I think you you spot on there. Uh, when we saw that that because uh, they're bros, let's be honest, they BFFs, yeah. and exactly. um, he's missing his bro Lukaku because Lukaku hasn't been the same, has he? Yeah, in the last couple of games, uh, if you count Liverpool game and the Champions League game and this one, he's been denied of any service. Yeah. That's why he's not getting goals. Yeah, that's very interesting. We, we spoke about it previously, and I told you United were going to lose this game. I could see them that run coming to an end, and I knew exactly why as well. Uh, it's always the games where there's this long history of them never winning, uh, you know, never losing to this team in yeah. 150 years, <laughs> and it's spot on they lose. Yeah, look, I think um, it's. It was at um, it was at Huddersfield, whatever the John Smith Stadium or whatever it's called, um, and yes, it will go down as a famous win, and they'll have pictures in the clubhouse for many, many and years to come. A DVD about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's not going to happen again. When Huddersfield go to Old Trafford and Pogba's back, a different world. Mourinho obviously has a few injury concerns, and he's gone on about it as he loves to do, but. At the end of the day, United are still a world-class team, and I don't see them being down in the doldrums for very for very long. Um, I mean, hope they can bounce back because City are starting to, you know, open up a lead. Well, let's let's talk about City because their goal difference is twenty-eight. Um, that says a lot. Uh, although Man United's is eighteen, um, only five points separate at this stage. It, the problem is the freedom, the flurry of goals. They just seemed to pour in, and they were they were a little bit stifled on the weekend. Although Kevin De Bruyne, Sane, Aguero, they still take their chances and make them count, and that's the difference at this stage, isn't it? They're creating chances, whereas Manchester United aren't. 
No, absolutely. I mean, uh, Pep Guardiola could afford to leave uh, Jesus and uh, Sterling on the bench for this game and, and still win comfortably. Doesn't so, What does that tell you? I mean, come on. Firstly... Yeah, but the thing is, what he's doing is he's rotating his team well. Yeah. Whereas I think United and some of the other teams aren't doing that. And that's why they're falling behind. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's uh, he has that luxury. I mean, Manchester United don't at the moment. Liverpool have their stars and that sort of attacking players, <laughs> the disasters at the back. But a Burnley team, and I mean, I know Burnley aren't a bad team, um, but City made it look pretty comfortable against um, a, a Burnley side that normally parked the bus, especially when they're away from home. I know they're tough to beat at Turf Moor. Um, but at this stage, City look like they're in control um, and they're making it look easy. And they really are making it easy. Firstly, I want to say damn you, Pep, for, for resting Jesus, for Jesus, because there's my fantasy um, gone. Aguero has made a remarkable comeback after a car accident and he needs to be someone in your team. Forget the Lukaku's. Maybe when Pogba's back, think about Lukaku, but... You've got to drop him. You've got to get Aguero into the mix because he's going to play ahead of, of Jesus most times, I think, now when he's fit. Um, Harry Kane is still the man. Uh, you've he's, got to have Harry Kane in the mix. Yeah, all of a sudden he's in all of our good books again. But, uh, <laughs> Didn't, did you drop him? I think you dropped no, him. No, no, I kept him. I, kept uh, him. Okay. I decided to stick it out. I had a feeling he was going to do well against Liverpool. He generally, you know, he's always up for the big games, except when he has to play at Old Trafford. So I'm considering getting rid of him for this next game. Oof, he doesn't like Old Trafford, does he? Then if United's defense is as bad, look, if Phil Jones is playing, I'm okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll drop Harry Kane. But if Phil Jones is not in the side, then I'll keep Kane. Yeah, that's the early kickoff. Uh, Hot Boss 1 on Saturday. Then uh, you've got your Arsenal, Swansea, Palace, West Ham, which will be interesting because Slavin Bilic is a man under pressure, especially after Brighton went and beat the Hammers on the weekend. He says he's not worried about his job. I think he's the next out the door. Liverpool against Huddersfield. Mm. At, at Anfield, though, Liverpool should smash them. Watford are a team playing some good football at the moment. They're up against a woeful Stoke. They, they nearly pulled one over Chelsea. They, they were did. leading at one stage and then... You know, Antonio Conte made some decent substitutions and all of a sudden Chelsea were a different unit. Just shows having a guy like Morata back in the mix gives them a little bit of a boost, doesn't he? Uh, Man City away to West Brom and then Chelsea away to Bournemouth. Those are Saturday matches. But the pick is definitely Manchester United-Tottenham. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. And how you line up your fantasy team, uh, you've got to think about that because... You know, at this stage, some people are pulling away with points, but it hasn't been a massive scoring weekend, though, has it? Mo, right. in terms of fantasy? Well, not really, unless you had Harry Kane and you triple captain him, you would have yeah. pulled out at least <laughs> 60, 70 points. But, uh, you know, I think on average, people are getting 80, 90 points, which is decent. Yeah, it's very decent. So well done to those managers that have, have got it together. I've definitely not at this point. I'm working on it. Um, but still a long way yeah, to go in the season. Do a, like a relegation zone, eh? Yeah, no, I've slipped, I've slipped, but let's not um, let's not focus on that. Let's focus on uh, the week ahead. Uh, Mo, I think we're going to have to leave it there. We're uh, running out of time, but the week ahead, focus will be on who Everton appoint, as well as the future of Slavin Bilic and the build-up to Tottenham and Manchester United. The Red Devils desperately need a win, and they'd love to make a statement because Sir Alex Ferguson has come out and said this week, Pochettino is the best manager in the league.
will be interesting to see if that comes to the fore at the end of the season. Tottenham would love to to get amongst the title, but I still maintain the title is going to Manchester. If it's blue or red, time will tell. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to Football 2 Plus 3. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Football 2 Plus 3. We're on cs2plusc.co.za, iTunes. Look for the Ginger's Perspective and on cliffcentral.com for any episode you might have missed. Enjoy the football. We'll chat again soon.